Hello and welcome to the Chemscope podcast called Enroll. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Chemscope is, a recruitment training business um, co-founded by myself, Ed Khan, and Laura Hopes. And each week we're going to be giving you 10-minute snippets into our world of recruitment, tips and tricks to help you on your journey as an agency recruiter, and hopefully some laughs along the way too. We hope you guys enjoy. This is the first episode that we got halfway through recording and thought this isn't taking the angle that we want. And I think it's important to mention that because people must, I think, sometimes think that we sit here and like, we have a list of things that we want to cover and we make sure the episode's mm. perfect. And we're surprised, like, this is actually the first time that we've ever gone. In 27 episodes? That was actual, actual dross. Like, yeah. let's really can that one. Yeah. 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 It's just interesting, and because I want people to know that, hmm. like, this is not planned or orchestrated. Yeah, but I had to felt like I had to admit yeah. that to our audience. <laughs> this is a little bit planned and orchestrated. This one because no, I think we were just uh, we're talking this week about landing and expanding your existing accounts, and why we felt the need to re-record it is we were going on a lot of different directions. Hmm. And rather than focusing on one and going, okay, this is how you expand on a client yeah, and the sort of journey that takes. If I was going to like just have one thing to say on this subject, like say I had like one minute, all I would say on this is to be constantly, honestly asking yourself the question, what am I doing outside of filling their roles? Hmm. Yep. Because if you're not focused on nurturing your existing accounts, you cannot expect to grow them. Hmm. Yeah, 100%. If I go down the route of some my other business, Spence Land Recruitment Agency, we only work retained. We Nice little plug there, hmm. guys. Spence Land Marketing <laughs> Recruitment, Marketing Executive and Sales. Um, but we have never worked one contingent Two with more than, we've never billed with more than 12. I think that peak year was around 15 clients we billed with in one year. Not a huge spread, but those clients buy into me, buy into the value that we add. They consistently use us. They don't use other agencies. There's a real commitment there on both sides. That doesn't just happen by me filling their roles. Because realistically, and hopefully my clients aren't listening, anyone can do that role of recruiting for them. What no one else can do is bring a level of value in that I do, I'm quite convinced, Mm -hmm. um, and show a level of care for those businesses that others don't. And I think that starts with your first interaction and the intention in which you go into that interaction with from your first business development calls. It's an exploratory conversation to find out more than oh, what roles you have available and how might we fill it. It's always looking at it from a bigger picture lens. I'm not just going, cool, that's a role. This is our capability. We can fill that role and going away and doing an epic job. Unfortunately, that's not enough to build a long-standing, consistent relationship. Mm. And I think if you don't ask, you don't get... It's really easy to get complacent on your accounts. Am I spreading? Yeah. (laughs) 
can't sit with my legs crossed anymore. <laughs> um, it's really easy to get complacent with your mm-hmm. accounts and be like, well, I love this particular contact within this account. They use me regularly. Like, I'm guaranteed, like, I, 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 I know that if there was other work there, mm. I'd be able to get it, right? And I feel like <laughs> consultants assume this a lot. Like, I speak to consultants, they're like, yeah, yeah, like, I, I feel like I'm covered. And I'm like, well, when was the last time you asked? Like, mm. when was the last time you mapped out the organization that you looked at other divisions? When was the last time you said to one of your clients, hey, do you know the full breadth of what we offer? Mm. And so many times I've seen consultants be caught out with this in the past where, they're going to client meeting and the client's like, oh, yeah, we actually just filled this role. And they're like, oh, well, I could have helped you with that. Mm. And they're like, oh, sorry, you've just didn't only been, know. yeah, you've only been, you know, you've filled our last 10 developer roles. Like we didn't even know you could do mm. this particular element Shatter of IT. Parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't know you could do chefs. Like, wow, do it all. So <laughs> I think it's, I think it's never assuming that your client mm. will always remember as well, like your full yeah. remit. And I think often they, just think, well, this is my recruiter for this, this is my recruiter mm. for this, or they won't kind of engage you for other projects because they get stuck in a rhythm of using you mm. for certain things as well. And I think we can all get pretty complacent with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the questions that you brought up in the last episode, so I'm not going to claim it as mine, is you should be you should asking it. yourself and seeing you if you See if I notice. Yeah. Uh, but a question you should be asking yourself if you are want to expand on your current client base, expand within your current client base, is am I adding value to this person outside of purely just placing candidates? That was just now. No, that was the last episode. No, did. that was the beginning of this one. <laughs> mad. No, I feel like I said it with more gusto. Oh, what? So like you heard me say it three minutes ago. <laughs> And then just repeated it. Oh, Misha didn't even say this anything. Episode. I just went straight yeah. in with Be it. Like, we've just done that. <laughs> but it is. If you can't. <laughs> this episode is a joke. And now we have to post this one. Um, so that people know that we do actually post. Oh, man. Like, just taking what you're saying and repeating it five seconds. That's all this episode's going to be. We don't really have a huge amount else. <laughs> Oh, no, God. you do need to be able to add value. Mm. Service reviews we've spoken about yeah. in previous um, potty apps, but super important that you need to be completing service mm. reviews with your clients because it's like I use this analogy of fitness first, right? Go to fitness first mm-hmm. up the road. And it's a, it's a pretty daggy fitness first in the grand scheme of things. Things are always broken. Mm. Like if they're listening, if they don't fix the air con soon, this pregnant woman is going to just like lose it. But, you know, it's really convenient, right? But if a new shiny gym opened around the corner, I'd be going to do a free trial straight away. And I don't complain to them about mm. it because it's not enough to complain about. And so I think we also need to, and we spoke about this with our membership session, we need to keep this in mind that just because our clients aren't complaining to us, yeah. it doesn't mean that they're 100% happy all the time. So I think always be thinking, am I adding value? Mm. Always be asking for feedback. Like, is there anything, if you were going to be truly, truly honest with me, that mm. you would change about my service? And it doesn't mean it's a complaint. It would just help me work yeah. with you better. Yeah. And then asking the question, like, do you understand the full breadth of what we offer? And are there other areas mm. of your business that you think at this point it would be worth me introducing myself to and can you facilitate mm. that? And I think 
You need to, if you're landing, it's about what you offer. And if you're expanding, it's about continual improvement Mm -hmm. and then being able to open up the doors within that. And I would just add on that from a very practical point of view, you obviously need to start with that particular one client that you've currently built with needs to buy into you and you need to be doing an amazing job for them to refer you. But it is up to you to ask those questions and do the research because your clients often, if they're in larger organizations, they typically don't know exactly what's going on in other divisions. So if your Mm. client's a developer manager he or she is not going to know really what's going on in the marketing team, but you as a recruiter have got access to a lot of information. So go on to LinkedIn for all of your client accounts. If you've got LinkedIn recruiter, I highly recommend you doing this task before the end of the year to map out your current clients. Punch in the client name and company. Do current, go, join within the last 12 months, hit search within the areas that you recruit in, have a look at how many people joined that organization within the last 12 months across which areas. Then go, cool, there's 14 marketers that were hired in the last 14 months. Who's the most senior marketer within that business? Cool, it's Jenny Brosser. Awesome, I'm going to call my client now and go, have a quick catch up and go, mate, just noticed, I was doing some research, I love working with you, and it seems like the feeling's mutual, really want to expand on our relationship here, I've noticed that Jenny has hired 12 marketers in the last 12 months. Can I ask, do you know what that sort of situation is? Does she have other agency partners? Would you mind referring me in? Your word would mean a lot. She's obviously a colleague of yours. Can you see some into an email? Your word would hold a lot of weight. So being more directive mm. rather than reactive to your clients, because I can guarantee you have been doing this job for 12 years, no matter how good you are with a client contact and how amazing they think you are, they will not go out of their way to no. sit down and go, this is amazing. Where can I... Where can I refer them to? They will not do it. So be quite directive and specific with what sort of internal referral you want and do your research and don't expect your client contact to do that for you because it's lazy. Go in armed with what you need and ask for yeah, it. such a great point because... That's the only way you would do it with candidates. Like, who can you refer me to right now? Like, if you just go, is there anyone else in your business? You know, they're like, I don't know. Like, what are you, across what? So, yeah, I think that's such a good point, going and actually mapping it out yourself and then asking. And if they can't refer you or they don't know, then at least you can go to that person and you're like, hey, I work with this person. Here's a case study of the work I do. I'm coming down next week to visit a candidate. I'd love to tag on a quick introduction to you and just getting really proactive with those additional client meetings as well. For me, it always comes back down to the research. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. you need to be the one knowing what's going on with those businesses. But also, just knowing from an expand point of view, you should be understanding what's going on in those businesses so that you can have intelligent conversations with your clients. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like we've pulled that episode back. Just (laughs) from the edge going to be posted anyway so we'd love after i ripped your little comment at the start and <laughs> tried to pass it we'd love anyone's well. feedback on this week <laughs> how have you found this level of vulnerability from us <laughs> maybe i'm just a little bit offset because i'm drinking water today instead of champagne rather than wine hmm. anyway i might see you guys next week with a glass of champagne oh god okay bye, <laughs> bye.